Praise God. <clears throat> Praise God. You know, folks, prayer works. I was really blessed to hear that, that Sunday, Mother's Day, I knew when I was praying that prayer that something was different about it. And I prayed that prayer, and I had several people text me after service and saying that they were totally set free, healed right there in their chair when I was praying that prayer. I knew it. I knew God's going to do that. And we're going to see more and more and more of that take place. I'm telling you, God's wanting to move. We'll just open up our hearts. But we've got to get out of our old-fashioned ways of saying God's got to do it this way. Hello? I'm telling you, y'all sitting here, I've been making y'all do this for years. Take that person's hand and pray for them. And I'm telling you, you're going to start seeing miracles and signs and wonders and things taking place. And you're just going to go, golly. I'll say, yeah. Drove you to that place and finally got you to flowing in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Okay. Well, praise God. Get your Bibles out. I have a message tonight and, and it's really strange. I've been... Uh, the message is not strange, just the way I got it. Um, I've been trying to get all this prepared to do these next 14 weeks of teaching about the spirit of life and about salvation. And I just know I feel disturbed every time I uh, look in the Bible. It's just God just give me stuff. Well, I'm working on that all the time. Well, then come to Wednesday nights, I'm like, I can't preach this. This is great stuff, but I can't preach this. It's got to go into here. And so I'm all, you know, kind of get discombobulated. So I told the Lord, I said, what do you want me to preach on tonight? And uh, so he gave me a message. I'm preaching about forgiveness tonight. And he told me that someone listening is going to be healed tonight. Uh, so if, if you want to get healed from whatever's going on in life, tonight's your message. Amen. Amen. And so it may be a little pointed at first. Stay with me. Don't shut me off. Do not turn off that dial. And uh, we get to the end of it. I'm going to pray for you. And I just believe for miracles. So go to Luke chapter 23:34. Luke 23:34. Jesus is on the cross. He's hanging there. He's been beaten. His bones are showing. He's fighting to stay alive on the cross. It's about the time that he is going to pass. And Jesus says some of the most amazing words on the cross right here in Luke 23, 34. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And so everybody was so touched with what he said, they divided his garments and cast lots for him. So they're, they're down there shooting craps for his garments, right? paying no attention, and Jesus does the most amazing thing, the most powerful, supernatural, holy thing from the cross. He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, you got to imagine, you know, when I was, when I was growing up, <clears throat> going to a denomination, my parents took me to church all the time, and, and I had this, this mindset. The mindset was that, yeah, Jesus, you know, he did this for us, but he was... The son of God, so it was like it didn't hurt him. I grew up with this kind of a, a, a smoky, cloudy, 
picture of the cross that Jesus really wasn't human on the cross because he was the son of God. And so therefore it really wouldn't have been like it would have been any other human. But that's so wrong. That's such a deception because Jesus hanging on the cross. Yes, he absolutely was God. But yet at the same time, he's absolutely human. And so it'd be just like either me or you that got nailed to a cross, gotten beaten, whipped and all these things taking place in your life and did your skin hanging off of you and seeing your ribs and all the horrors that had gone on to him all night long. Yet he can look at the people that are there literally stealing his clothes. Right. Yeah. And that's a whole nother message right there. Why would they want to steal a poor man's clothes? So there must have been some pretty good threads. Right. Yeah. So anyway, he looks down and he says, Father, forgive them. He, he, he initiates forgiveness. There was nothing. They did nothing to to Jesus, you know, like. They didn't apologize, and Jesus said, okay, I forgive you. Hello? I mean, it wasn't, there was nothing that was initiated by the crowd that Jesus forgave that would have made forgiving easier. Right? You know how it is. You can be mad at somebody and say, I can't believe they said that, and they did that, and blah, 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 blah. Spouses. Ah, man, here you go. You know, you got, you're, you're at home and you get in a fight with your wife or the wife's in a fight with her husband, however it goes, and the, the houses turn into, you know, the ice castles, stalactites. Nobody's talking to each other. Everything's going, you know, it's just, and then finally one breaks and said, okay, I'm sorry, you know, and then, then the other person is initiated to say, okay, I'm sorry too, you know, and because someone initiated, but with Jesus on the cross, nobody initiated. They're still in his clothes. They beat him falsely. They did all this stuff to him. He knows the Pharisees, the scribes are standing out there mocking him. People are saying, where, come on, man, you were the son of God. You said you could, you're going to raise this temple up three days. Why don't you do a miracle? Get yourself off the cross. You said, you know, where is the spirit of Elijah? Where's all this stuff? You know, they're doing all this stuff. You got one thief over here saying, yeah, man, he could, you couldn't even save us. And then the other thief's over there and he's repenting. Right. And Jesus says this amazing thing. He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He walks in forgiveness because he saw forgiveness as a supernatural power. See, most of the time we think about forgiveness as we lost something. We lost the battle. In other words, it's giving in. That's what we say forgiveness is. It's giving in. I don't want to walk in forgiveness because I'm not going to give in. I wasn't wrong. I was wrong. They're the ones that are wrong. And we go through this whole deal. But Jesus saw forgiveness as the supernatural power to set him free. So that he couldn't be bound by all the demons and all the, 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 the horde of hell out there. All right. So now go to another chapter. Uh, Matthew, chapter Ma- uh, Matthew 18, 21. By the way, if y'all are out there watching, listen, I just want to tell y'all, make sure if you've been watching on Facebook, that Facebook has not been nice to me. They've been really cutting me off a whole bunch. It rejoices my heart exceedingly glad I lay in bed and smile at night that because I'm preaching the truth of God's word. I mean, come on, man. I'm preaching the Bible and people want to take me off. Okay. Glory to God. And so if you have been watching by Facebook and I happen to still be on right now, you're going to have to change your platform. You're going to have to go watch YouTube. You're going to get to download the Waterhole app and go to there. No? Already? Okay. Well, if you were watching Facebook and you're wondering why and you went to another one, uh, I'm gone. Okay. So praise God. Talking about Jesus on the cross. Cut me off. 
All right. Well, anyway, glory to God. So I just want to tell you all that. Make sure and tell your friends. Make sure and tell anybody else that may have been watching that, you know, got off. Start telling them to go get the app. Go watch the YouTube. Go to the, the, the website. Do something. But you're going to have to not Facebook, you know, whatever. God bless them. Father, I forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. Okay. Matthew 18, 21. Then Peter came to him and he said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. Now, I don't know, Peter. I don't want to I don't want to accuse Peter. I don't have to face Peter when I get to heaven. And he said, hey, you preached it wrong. I wasn't thinking that at all. But I mean, obviously, he's trying to put a number on it. Okay, I forgave you seven times. Eight, you're out. Jesus said to him, I do not say up up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. In other words, it's an infinite number. You can't say, "Okay, I have forgiven you 490 times. So now you're at 491 and that's it. Jesus is trying to make a point. It's not a number. It's not a score. It's not a mark. Well, forgive to hear. No, it's not that. He's trying to say it's a lot bigger than you're thinking, Peter. Not seven times. Don't quit at 490. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But he was not able to pay. And his master commanded that he be sold with his wife, his children, and all that he had that the payment be made. It's pretty severe, right? The wife, the kids, and everything he's got. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of the fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and he took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe me. Now, I don't have this exactly down perfect, but it's like you owed a hundred thousand dollars and the other guy owed 10 bucks. It's that extreme of a of a forgiveness deal. And he said, pay me what you owe me. So the fellow servant fell down at his feet, begged him, saying, have patience with me and I will pay you all. And he would not. But he went and threw him into the prison till he should pay his debt. So the fellow servant saw that what had been done and they were very, and he was very grieved. And they came and told the masters all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not have also had compassion on your fellow servants just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the tortures until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart. Notice it says from his heart, not his head. From his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. I mean, this is a very pointed story. (laughs) God is making the point, Jesus is making the point there, that God has forgiven us a great amount. And God has forgiven us so much that we should forgive others. Now, I can say that, and you may say, oh yeah, but you don't feel like forgiving. Me telling you that may not necessarily compel you to forgive. All right? So I want to go to the next story. Go to Luke 7.36. Now, before I get into Luke 7.36, I ha- you have to understand something. You have, to get, you, have to, you have to realize this, okay? In the eyes of God, 
under the old covenant law, to break a commandment, no matter what the commandment was, still took you out of the game. Okay? It didn't make any difference. You know, I've always thought about this because when you read through the book of Leviticus and you look at all that's said in there and you, and, and you, and you really study, you look at, man, I mean, it was almost, it was almost impossible to stay right with God, I mean, you had, to, you had to work at it continually because you could literally have everything right, be walking to the road, walking to the temple, walking down the road, and stepped on a dead rat, and you didn't notice it, and then you were ceremonially unclean, and everything was shot, and you had to go start all over again. Right? I mean, there was so much that could happen to take you out. And people, we tend to always want to Put a number on sin, right? Like, you know, murders way up here, you know, and okay, and then we start working it down to its lesser sin, lesser sin, lesser sin, and we start trying to put numbers on it and put, you know, numerical values to it so that I think we do it because we think it makes us feel better. Well, at least I'm not as bad as he is, right? right? But the truth of the matter is there, there, there's no way around it. Out is out. Are you with me? If you've sinned and, and, and you're on the other side of the line, you're on the other side of the line. Don't make any difference for big sin or little sin. Right? Well, in the story there before that I just read about the, the, the guy being thrown in prison, he was looking at it. Okay. Think about the man. The man was looking at it as, hey, that guy owes me. It doesn't make any difference. He owes me. It doesn't make any difference what I got forgiven. He owes me. He couldn't get it out of his system that, 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 you know, he had been wrong. He couldn't enter into forgiveness because he was looking at you owe me. Doesn't make any difference what the number value is, right? He wasn't looking at what he had been forgiven. He was looking at what you're owed. His thinking's totally wrong. He's looking at the wrong thing. Instead of looking back and saying, (laughs) Just got forgiven a hundred thousand talents. Praise the Lord. I never got that paid off. My wife and kids are not going to have to live in debtor's prison and be raised up. My poor kids over there, they just got born into this world. They're not going to have to have that stigma upon their life and be just born in a debtor's prison and come out of that and be abused and whatever. My daughter sold off as slaves and harlots and this and that and the other. And everybody's going to get to that. He didn't look at that. He didn't look at it as look what a blessing and glory I got. Right. Okay, now we're in Luke 7.36, 7.36. Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house, and he sat down to eat. Behold, a wise woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at the feet behind him. Now hold on just a second. I want to just read that again. I'm starting back in verse 36. Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. So they're in the Pharisee's house. Put this, put this setting in the right place, okay? okay? So the Pharisees, you know, it's got to be a nice house because they were all pretty, you know, well-to-do people. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner. Hmm. Isn't that funny that she's labeled the woman in, from the city who was a sinner? 
When she knew that Jesus sat at the table of the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him, weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. And now when the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, this man, if he were really a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Here's this Pharisee judging the whole situation. He's totally wrong. He's totally mistaken. He's missing a great opportunity for have a supernatural event take place in his life. And Jesus answered and said, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, well, teacher, say it. Now, there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed him 500 denarii, the other 50. When they had nothing with which to pay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? And he said, well, I suppose the man in whom you've, who was forgiven more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to the said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears, wiped them with the hair of her head. And she gave me no, you gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. Wow. But to whom little is forgiven, you know, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this that even forgives sins? And they said to the woman, and he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Wow. What a story. Jesus put everybody in their place, but do you see these guys are still sitting there at the end of it? They didn't catch it. They didn't get it. They didn't get the revelation. I don't know how many times in my years of ministry have I talked to people and I'm telling them the truth. I'm speaking the truth out of my mouth. I'm telling them what the Bible says. I'm telling them what they need to do. I'm telling them that. And then they turned that, that all inspired word and they say, yeah, but pastor, you don't understand. The yabbits, right? The tribe out there of Yabbits. And you're telling them the truth and you're so, I know it's on the edge of my seat and it's like, this will work. I'm telling you, just do this walk, walk in this, get, you know, you need to give your heart to Jesus or you need to forgive, you need to do that. Yeah, but you don't understand. And that's what's happening right there. Jesus has told them all. He said, this woman's loved much. She's sinned much, but she's loved me much and, there's, and she's going to be forgiven and they don't catch it. And they're like, who's you to forgive sins? That's the sad thing about the gospel, okay? The gospel works. It's the good news. Your Bible works. The promises of God are yes and amen to those that believe. They're not yes and amen to those who don't believe. You can't take the magic pixie dust out of the box and throw it on everybody. It's going to work the same for everybody because what is the key to everything that operates in the kingdom of God is faith. And if a person's not believing, they're not going to see anything working in their life. That's right. just the bottom line. There's no way around it. There's a, 
Faith is a key that turns everything in the kingdom of God on. Okay? And if there's doubt and unbelief or religiousness or self-righteousness or self-serving or any of the things, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, you know, any of the things that's in life that, that we run across, working in your life is going to hinder the power of God from moving in your life. Okay? So this woman, it says, was forgiven. She came into the house. She fell down at Jesus' feet. She worshiped him. She went through all of this and all that, but yet she walked out blessed in the kingdom. Right? Okay. The revelation of what has, the revelation of what's happened to us, that you are headed to hell. No way out. I don't care who you are. I don't care how good you were. No, not me, Pastor. I mean, I was, I mean, I was surely going to make it to the other side. No, you weren't going to make it to the other side. And the end result was hell until you met Jesus and he came into your life. There's no way out. How much have you been forgiven? It really doesn't matter what the number was if you want to put numbers to sin. What matters is, is you're not going to hell. Because I doubt in hell they're going to number Who's a bigger sinner than the other? Because you're in hell. Are y'all with me? And so, so we're like the woman. We've got to have a revelation of, listen, what did we get delivered from? And when we get delivered as, and we get saved as Christians, that's the word there, as Christians, and you're born again, and Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of your life, you have been delivered from the power of hell, from the power of the devil in life, you have been forgiven much. So on the same token, we should be people who can love much. It is. It's the truth. But we don't always want to walk in it. Because you see, what happens in life is we always want to be justified. But this is what you got to understand tonight. All right? He said, I created a message on forgiveness. I'm trying to work through this thing. I don't really want to forgive. I don't want to forgive. I'd just leave. We'd never see him again. Then I wouldn't have to deal with this thing. That's what the big area is also. Because the thing is, just because whatever the offense is, is removed from your sight, you don't see it. Remember the cross. Jesus on it said, Father, forgive them if they don't know what they do. He knew there was a power that was supernaturally released in your life that would heal your soul because when you hold somebody in unforgiveness, you are bound in yourself. You're not hurting that person. You're hurting you. It's inside of your own soul. You're not going to be able to function. The moment you forgive, there's a supernatural anointing that comes upon you, sets your heart free, cleanses your heart, and all of a sudden now you're wide open with access to God Almighty and everything he has. And so the devil, it's such a trick, it's such a lie from the pit of hell to go to somebody and, 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 and to see their life being smushed and stifled and not being able to walk in the blessings of God because the enemy has come in there and lied to them and held them in bondage and not giving them access to the Father because it's inside of them. I don't know about y'all. I don't, I don't need to be proven right. I don't want to have to hold a court and, and, and be proven right. I just want to have access to the Father. I don't want anything to keep me out of the presence of God. I don't want to keep me anything keep me out of his presence and his power and his glory and to be there with him and to feel his love and to feel his peace. I don't care who did what. It's not worth me losing that. 
What I value more than anything in life is being in the presence of God. Not just here in church, not just when we have a praise and worship. No, 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 I'm talking about being able to go sit out on my porch and go, <sighs> have peace. Yes. Wow, that's more than anything. Yes. Not have guilt. Not have guilt coming and tapping on my window. You know how we got these silly red birds that come and attack the windows, you know, every now and then fight their, their self in there and tapping on it? I don't want to have guilt like that. I don't want to have jealousy. I don't want to have envy. I don't want to have strife coming and tapping at my window all the time, annoying me. I want to walk into the presence of God and just walk in there and say, God, I just praise you, man. This is where I want to be. I want to be right here in your power and your presence. I don't care who thinks I'm a wimp, a weakling, a, a, a whatever. It don't make no difference to me. I just want to be with you, God. And Jesus gave us the key right there at the very first scripture I read. Father, forgive them, but they don't know what they're doing. And so someone tonight listening, you're holding unforgiveness in your heart. I'm going to look at the camera because it's easier because I don't have to see anybody's face out here. But you're holding unforgiveness in your heart and you know it. Maybe you're maybe well, I, I don't know. I could come up with a, a, a thousand examples, but I'm just telling you, you know who you are. Because the whole time you've been listening to this message down the inside of you, the Holy Spirit's just been eking at you. He's just been just just been picking and picking and picking. And you know who you are. And you want to be justified, but I'm telling you the power and the presence of God is greater. It's greater than you being earthly justified that you were right and they were wrong. It's not worth it. you got to go to the place that Jesus went to. He's hanging on the cross and he says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And I'm telling you, people are ignorant. People are, are, are manipulated by the devil. People do stupid things. People hurt people when they don't even realize what they're doing. They attack people and do things because they don't have any earthly idea what is really taking place. But what it really is is the demonic influence on the inside of them. And you got to understand, Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave so that you could be free. He forgave on the cross all of us who deserved hell so that we would have a chance to have access to the Father. And I want to tell you tonight, if you would look down on the inside of your heart and just say, Father, you have forgiven me much. You saved me, and I'm going to go to heaven, and I thank you for it. And I forgive those people. A supernatural power of God will come upon you, and he'll set you free. He'll heal your heart. Some of you right now, you, just, you can feel God touching you, and you know God's doing a work in you. Yeah, you're going to weep, you're going to cry, you're going you're gonna to rejoice. But I'm telling you, God, by the power of his spirit's doing it in your heart right now as you forgive. So what I want to do is I want to pray for you. I want to pray for everyone, everybody in here and everybody out there. And I want to ask you just to stretch your faith out to me right now, or stretch your faith out to God right now, but hear my prayer. Hear what I'm going to pray for you. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just pray. For people that have been bound up in unforgiveness. Because they got in unforgiveness, Lord, they went off the tracks. They went off into the wrong direction. They got involved in things they should have never gotten involved in, all because of unforgiveness. But tonight, Lord, I pray that you are jerking them back onto the track as they forgive. That, Lord, you are bringing them to that place. You're jerking them back right now on track by the power of your Holy Spirit 
Lord, I ask that as, as hearts are moved right now to just simply say, Lord, I forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Lord, I forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Lord, I forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. That as they pray that, Lord, you begin to move in them and set them free. Lord, assignments from hell that have come upon them, I rebuke it and I bind it in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it and bind it in the name of Jesus and declare people can see clearly the errors of their ways. And that, Lord, right now, they just begin to reach out to you. And as they grab hold of you, Jesus, and realize what they've been forgiven, oh, they'll be forgiven much. So, Lord, I thank you for touching hearts right now all around the world. Blessing people all around the world right now. Because we're going to do what you did for us, Jesus. We're going to forgive. And Lord, we thank you for it. Lord, we praise you for it right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. Now listen to me, church. I, 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 I mean, I know God's doing something. And I can feel the Holy Ghost all over me. And I want to know what God's doing in your life. And so, man, I encourage you, send a, 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 an email. Do something to contact us. Let us know God's speaking to you. And let me hear a good testimony. Because I know that God is moving mightily. And so I want to know it. I want to hear it. I want to see it. I want to testify what's going on for you. And so, so send something in to us. But uh, I want to ask everybody in here just to stand up. And I want to bless you tonight. Father, right now, I just thank you in Jesus' name for blessing these people, blessing all of those watching, blessing those here. Lord, I just thank you that tonight, I believe, is a miracle night. I believe things happen in people's lives that aren't even going to know it, Lord. They just got hold of it. And they're just going to, whoo, man, wake up in the morning like a new world. And so, Lord, I praise you for that. I ask you right now, Lord God, that everything that their hands touch to prosper, to bless their finances, to bless their businesses, to bless their, their, their household, to bless their children, Lord. I just declare, Lord God, that as they give, as they sow, Lord, the seed just is multiplied and comes abounding back into them. The grace just abounds to them more than they could ever imagine in life. And so, Lord, I thank you for them. And I praise you for them, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you, church.